Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, who will be your guide for this audio online retreat that's going to be focused upon continuing to help you become the saint God created you to be. This retreat, we're going to be reading from the spiritual classic, The Soul of the Apostolate by Dom Jean-Baptiste Chattard. And it's going to include a brief reflection and daily resolution. It's designed to help you incorporate and live out that wisdom in your daily life. So, join with me now as we take our next step in our pilgrimage towards holiness. Hello, and welcome to Day 40. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask you to open our hearts and minds as we pray this prayer from St. Augustine, our patron and intercessor. Breathe in me, O Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may all be holy. Act in me, O Holy Spirit, that my work too may be holy. Draw my heart, O Holy Spirit, that I love but what is holy. Strengthen me, O Holy Spirit, to defend all that is holy. Guard me then, O Holy Spirit, that I always may be holy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today we begin part five. And part five is principles and hints for the interior life. And these are going to be much shorter sections um, as we're making our way through uh, the different principles and hints for the interior life. So today is number one, to active workers, hints on the interior life. If our readers were to admit now that the doctrine put forward in this book is a matter of considerable importance, we would already be achieving a good result. But that is not enough. The real purpose of this work is to get the reader to resolve, I am going to live according to this doctrine. Consequently, it is time to say to the worker in Catholic action, to the apostle who has just read these pages, especially if he has read them on retreat, Quote, your approval of the subject matter will have little or no effect unless it be united to a firm resolution to intensify your interior life. End quote. And so the aim of this fifth part is to help those on retreat to strengthen those dispositions which are absolutely necessary for an interior life that will make Catholic action get results. First, convictions. Zeal will only get results insofar as it is united to the action of Christ himself. Christ does all the work. We are only his instruments. Our Lord does not give his blessings to any enterprise in which men place trust in human means alone. He does not give his blessings to enterprises that are kept going solely by natural activity. Jesus does not give his blessing to an enterprise in which self-love is working in the place of divine love. Woe to the man who refuses to do the work to which he is called by God. Woe to the man who worms his way into an enterprise without finding out what God wills for him. Woe to the man who, in his work, wants to run things without really depending on God. Woe to the man who lives an active life without taking steps to preserve or to regain the interior life. Woe to the man who does not know how to make the interior life and the active life harmonize so that neither suffers from the other. Principles. First principle. Do not plunge headlong into Catholic action from mere natural zest for activity, but consult God and make sure you are doing what you do under the inspiration of grace 
and with the morally certain guarantee that it is his will. Second principle. It is rash and dangerous to remain too long engaged in work so heavy that it might make the soul incapable of performing the essential to the interior life. In such a case, all, but especially priests and religious, should apply even to the holiest of works, the text, pluck it out and cast it from thee. Third principle, draw up a schedule allotting to each activity a fixed time and get it approved by a wise and experienced priest of interior life. And then do violence to yourself, if necessary, to keep it and control the flood of your activities. Fourth principle, for your own profit and for the profit of others, it is essential that you develop your interior life before all else. The busier you are, the more you need the interior life. And therefore, the more you ought to desire it, and the more you ought to take steps to prevent this desire from becoming one of those futile longings which the devil so often uses to drug souls and hold them fast in their illusions. Fifth principle. If it happens by accident, and really as a result of God's will, that the soul is under great stress of work and finds it morally impossible to give more time to prayer, what then? There is a thermometer that never lies and always tells us whether we are truly fervent in spite of it all. Simply ask yourself if you really thirst for the interior life and if, with all goodwill, you seize every possible opportunity to perform at least its essential practices. If so, you may remain at peace and you can count on very special graces. God holds them in reserve for you and they will give you the strength you need to continue your advance in the spiritual life. Sixth principle. As long as the active worker has not reached the point where he, habitually where he is habitually recollected and habitually dependent upon grace, a dependence and recollection which accompany him everywhere he goes, he is still not in a satisfactory state of the interior life. But in working for this necessary recollection, strain must absolutely be avoided. A simple, habitual glance of the heart rather than of the mind is all that is necessary. The glance will be sure, accurate, penetrating, and will tell us clearly whether we are still under the influence of Jesus in the midst of our work. And so we conclude our section today as we are beginning principles and hints for living out the interior life. I want us to give thought to the fact that he tells us and he alludes to this about drawing up a schedule allotting each activity a fixed time. This is also known as a rule or a plan of life. And this is something that um, if you do not have one, you need to start going about crafting one. It's something that I absolutely love to help people do because once you have a plan in place, once you have a rule in place, then yeah, life changes, but you are able because you have the freedom to be able to respond to God and what he's asking you to do. You have the freedom to be able to adapt it, modify it so that you may be able to continue to respond uh, to God's will in your life very well. And it helps you do exactly what he's speaking of, which is to have that harmony 
that integration um, between your active life and your interior life. So one of the things, so resolution for you today is to assess. Do you have a plan or a rule of life? If you do not, then set about going to establish one. You can find resources for that um, at my personal page. This is where I have all my spiritual direction resources at christinasimmons.com. So just spell out my name.com and it'll go to the page and then just look at the top and it says spiritual resources and, um, and then you're able to find it and be able to just scroll down um, and be able to find uh, information about crafting a uh, plan of life. And then reach out to me if you still are struggling to figure it out. I uh, would love to be able to assist you in this. Um, I can tell you right now that this is one of the characteristics that all the saints, all the saints throughout history, all of them had a plan or a rule of life that they followed. And again, a plan, a rule, is not a restrictive organism. It is something that is life-giving. It crafts your, your day so that you have the freedom to be able to do the things that truly matter, that God desires for you, while you are living out your vocation in the unique and unrepeatable way that He designed you for. So that is your resolution. If you have one, go back and review it. Make sure that it is attentive to what is going on in your life right now. You might have made a rule when your kids were younger, or you might have made a rule when you were single, um, and it's time for you to revise it. So again, that's your resolution for today. I can think of nothing better than to have you living out your rule of life um, in a robust and beautiful manner and you truly will set the world on fire as you do. Know my continued prayers for each and every one of you. God bless. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you think of others who may benefit from listening, be sure to share the podcast with them. Until next time, know my prayers for you to be given whatever graces you may need to continue doing whatever it takes on the journey towards holiness so together we can tell the master of death not today god bless